Hey everybody, John Fenn here, Church Without Walls International, C-W-O-W-I.org. Hope you'll visit our website, sign up for my weekly thoughts, which is a weekly teaching that comes out every Friday, and my monthly e-newsletter. It's in those that we put information about our conferences, our meetings, our online Zoom meetings, things of that nature. And at our website, you can uh, learn all about house church, the biblical practice of house church, what they did for the first 300 years, how they went from 120 on the day of Pentecost to saturating the Roman Empire. It was celebrating house to house, sharing uh, and, and uh, changing uh, weekly or as they could, who hosts, who leads, taking turns and all these things so that all are used to sharing. Not sermon oriented. It's not a miniature of the auditorium. If somebody's having something they call house church and it's nothing more than a miniature of the auditorium, that's not the biblical house church. So visit our website, learn about it. There's from videos on there, articles and things of that nature. Today, talking about the, the end of the Gentile, time of the Gentiles. If you go on the internet, there are all kinds of of things out there, everything from the rapture is going to happen last May. Well, it didn't happen in May. Is it going to happen in September? Uh, all the way to God is judging the nations. But what what is actually going on? What's what's happening? Well, let's look to Scripture. In Isaiah, in Luke chapter four, uh, when you look at verses 16, 17, 18, when Jesus is in Nazareth, and it's the gathering on the on the Sabbath day, and they hand him the scroll of Isaiah. And, Isaiah, and he turns to Isaiah 62, and he reads Isaiah 62, verses 1 and 2. And he says this, he said, you know, the Lord has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to, to bind up the brokenhearted, to, to heal the sick, raise the dead, you know, all that stuff. Isaiah didn't say that part of it, but you understand what I'm saying. And then it says, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And the Lord stopped right there. And he, and he sat down, and everyone was looking at him, he said, this day this scripture is fulfilled in your ears. Now, Jesus said, you know, the Lord anointed me to preach the gospel, to bind up the brokenhearted, to heal the, the sick, to open the eyes of the blind, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And then he stopped and he said, this day, this is fulfilled. Well, what happened is that Jesus stopped in the middle of a sentence. If you read Isaiah chapter 61, verses 1 and 2, you'll see that the next part of that sentence is to preach the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. Now, how do you have that in a, in a, grammatically in a sentence, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. Well, the reason he stopped and said, right in the middle of the sentence is because of two things. When he came, that was the acceptable year of the Lord. The day of vengeance is his second, is his second coming, what we call his second coming, the coming and setting up of his, of his kingdom on the earth. There's a gap in between there. And that gap is explained further by Jesus. It's called the time of the Gentiles. Jesus said in Luke chapter 24, uh, excuse me, Luke chapter 21, verse 24, when he's talking about the temple being thrown down and, and destroyed and all that, he says this, and, the, and the, uh, it, Jerusalem will be trodden down by the Gentiles until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. Jerusalem would be overrun by the Gentiles until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. Well, Jerusalem was destroyed in the year 70, and it remained in Gentile control until the 1967 war, the Six-Day War, when Israel took charge of Jerusalem once again. So that 1967 uh, Six-Day War marked the beginning of the end of the Gentiles, where Jesus said that the time of the Gentiles will be fulfilled when Jerusalem is no longer trodden down by the Gentiles. Paul elaborates on this a little bit in Romans chapter 11, verse 25, where he says, I don't want you to be ignorant 
brethren, that blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. You see, there's a time right now that we're in that's the Gentile age. It is that gap between the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. And Jesus alluded to it. He spoke to it. He said, until the time of the Gentiles is fulfilled. Right now, the gospel is seen uh, around the world. You know, what, what Peter prophesied on the day of Pentecost, quoting Joel, I guess Joel prophesied it. Peter is quoting it. And he says, I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh. That means all nations. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will have visions on your handmaidens and your servants. That is boys and girls, men and women. God's spirit would be poured out until the coming of the, the day of the Lord, Peter said, until the sun is darkened, the moon ceases to give her light, the, the great and terrible day of the Lord, which of course is the return of Jesus when he sets foot on the Mount of Olives uh, at the Battle of Armageddon to set up his earthly kingdom. Um, and, and so, you know, what Peter is saying is Joel saying this pouring out of the spirit on the Gentiles will happen all the way through from Pentecost all the way to the coming of the Lord. There's no cessation. There's nothing, uh, you know, where the, the Spirit of God has stopped being poured out. And so we look at this time of the Gentiles and we say, okay, well, why did Jesus there in Luke chapter 4 sit down in the middle of the verse and, and say to preach the acceptable year of the Lord? And then he sat down and said, this day is fulfilled. That gap he could not tell anybody about. It was not revealed to, to mankind that there would be a, what is now a couple thousand year gap between the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. Uh, Paul writes about this in uh, Ephesians chapter 3, verses 3 through 10, where he says this, he said, you've got to understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not revealed to the sons of men, but it's now revealed to his holy apostles and prophets that the Gentiles can be grafted in and become fellow heirs of Christ. That mystery that Gentiles could be grafted in was not revealed to mankind for ages and generations, but only came after Pentecost. He, Paul writes this again in Colossians chapter 1, verses 26-27, uh, where he says, uh, 25 through 27, to set the context, he says, to, to preach the mystery which was kept secret from ages and generations, but is now revealed to you, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. He was writing to formerly pagan Gentiles, the Colossians, and he says, the mystery which was kept secret from ages and generations, but is now revealed in you, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. And when Paul writes out his great letter to the Romans in Romans chapter 16, verses 25, 26, 27, he says the same things. He says, now for the obedience of all nations is, is preached the mystery, which was kept secret from ages and generations, but it's now revealed so that all nations could have the obedience of faith. So there in Romans chapter 16, Colossians chapter 1, Ephesians chapter 3, Paul elaborates on this time of the Gentiles, this gap between the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. You see, folks, the Lord is, is not judging the nations right now. We are in that time of the Gentiles when the nations are allowed to go in their own ways. And you've seen, you know, the wars and the, and the, the horrible things that one man uh, does to another. It's, it's horrible, but it's in a time of the Gentiles, the larger purpose is so that the Gentiles, the non-Jewish people, might be grafted in, that there might become a people for God out of all the people of the earth. And so when you read about things, like, you know, that, that scare you, 
and and uh, and put fear in you and everything else about you know God doing this and God doing that. Realize we are in the time of the Gentiles. We are in that time that had been a mystery and was kept secret from ages and generations, but it's now revealed to the holy apostles and prophets for the for the purpose of the Gentiles becoming fellow heirs in Christ. And it's an amazing thing, and I've shared this before. If you go on in in Ephesians chapter three, verses nine and ten, where Paul talks about that. Uh, to, he goes on to say, he says, what the effect is, is that God is manifesting, is revealing to the powers and principalities his wisdom by putting Christ in you so that you, when you walk out your daily life, when you're walking with the Lord, when you're overcoming things and when you're suffering and when you're overcoming and when he's faithful to you, you are proving the wisdom of God that it was wise of the Lord to take out a people for himself between the days of the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance so that he can prove within himself his wisdom that, that you are not a mistake that your life has purpose. And every triumph, every battle, every tear that you go through, every every uh, difficulty, God is proving Christ in you, the hope of glory, and he's making his wisdom known to everyone around you to show that, that you are a different person with Christ in you. And so we hold these uh, these truths within us in peace and joy, knowing that when we battle, we battle from a position of victory, that there is great grace upon us. Because we are fortunate to live in the end of the end times, where the time of the Gentiles has been fulfilled and is beginning to be fulfilled once you see Jerusalem no longer trodden down to the Gentiles. And Paul said in Romans eleven twenty five when blindness is being lifted from Israel. So we go back to confirm our timing, and we say this. We ask this. Since 1967, or since the middle 1960s, when, when Israel took control of Jerusalem again, have we seen a lifting of blindness off the eyes of the Jewish people concerning Jesus their Messiah? And if you go back and just look at recent history, you'll find that the Messianic movement, the Messianic ministries, uh, and 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 uh, the, the numbers, sheer numbers of Jewish people, uh, studying the scripture and realizing that Jesus is Messiah, that has gained momentum since the 1960s. And it just has continued to go on today. So that what we see is as the, as the blindness continues to lift off of Israel, we see also the time of the Gentiles winding down. So we know we're at the end because we see the blindness being lifted off Israel. At the same time, uh, the, we know that we're the the we're at the end of the, the time of the Gentiles. So we know the times and the seasons. We don't know the day and the hour, but we know that we walk in peace. So be in peace with this to know that we're still in that time of grace when God's spirit is poured out. He hasn't ceased from miracles and tongues and interpretation and all the gifts of the spirit. He's still pouring out his spirit all over the earth today. Men and women, young and old, all can walk in the things of the spirit and will be able to all the way through until the coming of the Lord. All right, God bless. I hope this has been a blessing to you today.